No, we don't sever fingers in Baltimore. Okay. You can find the whole arm at least. Not <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. good. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 87 of the Erasable Podcast. We switched the order this time around and I'm not Andy. Whoa. This is Johnny on Agenda Duty tonight. Shocker. <laughs> Along with my pencil BFFs, Tim and Andy. How are you guys doing? Hey, Johnny. Very good. Awesome. So tonight we are going to tackle the winter releases from Field Notes, Blackwing, and Write Notepads. Um, we might somewhere in the middle of the show mention gift ideas for the holiday season, but of course from Amazon, because it's getting kind of late. <laughs> but a quick announcement first, Plumbago Magazine issue three is in pre-orders. Yay. You can go to erasable.us slash, I'm sorry, Plumbago three to order a copy. And Andy will talk about this more. This one's going to be super, super awesome. It's the fiction and poetry issue where there's lots of art and deliciousness. And th- is this um, PG rated? Um, this, this, uh, issue of Plumbago is not PG rated. I would say it would be PG 13 rated or maybe like a soft rated okay. R. <laughs> I soft, wrote a lot of um, pencil limericks that, that I didn't send you. <laughs> Hopefully not an NC-17. <laughs> after dark episode. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a chat book. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, why don't we start the way we always do with our tools of the trade? You want to go first, Tim? Sure. I, as... You are Andy, I can see. I uh, have just started enjoying The Crown Season 2. Yeah. So we started watching that uh, the other day. It is super good so far. Uh, nothing really new in the book department. I'm still reading Moon Glow by Michael Chabon. About to, uh, about to finish that up. And music-wise, I just today found out about this guy. His name is Tyler Childers. I think it's how you'd pronounce it, C-H-I-L-D-E-R-S. And he, I found out about him because of his connection to Jason Isbell, who I've talked about before. Um, he is apparently, and this could totally be wrong, but I've, I've heard that he was signed to Jason Isbell's personal label, like his one of his first signings to his label, Southeastern. Uh, but he's really good. It's kind of a folk, country, rock kind of Thing, and I just started listening to him today. I really like that. And I also rediscovered the band Houndmouth. Have you guys ever heard of them? No. I don't think so. That sounds gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're, they're good. They're, they're a fun time. They make me feel better about life. Because uh, it's just very happy, kind of rollicking. Like, yeah, hey, this is a fun song about hanging out with my friends, and then I'm going to casually mention cocaine here and there. Um, <laughs> all with like a <laughs> good like country rock sound i've been listening to a lot of that kind of stuff along with the normal grateful dead but um yeah and i felt like i was gonna say oh yeah and jason isbull a few days ago did a benefit concert or a awareness concert for doug jones because he is from alabama so that was kind of cool um Hmm. in huntsville so uh that is what i've been consuming and i'm writing with a good old hb wing uh, Palomino HB wing and I for the first time have put pink erasers into my HB wings and I Ooh. think that looks better than anything so it's the blue HB with the gold Ooh. 602 ferrule and a pink eraser and it's fantastic I love it I always put the white ones in just because to stick with what the HBs look like but this looks even better so I love it and I've got the 
my new, and I want to talk about this during fresh points, but my new uh, Blackwing point protectors that I finally got my hands on. Got a gold one of those on it, too. And nice. Yeah, they're fantastic. And I, we have a new category, the last holiday album that I listened to. <laughs> oh, uh, man. What? <laughs> it's on here. <laughs> and the last holiday album I listened to was, and this is not a good one, but it's the last one I listened to, was a vinyl record I found in the basement of my parents' house that they were renting. <laughs> uh, and it's called Good Old Country Christmas. <laughs> and it's from <laughs> nope, uh. 1978 or something. It's like, some of it's all right. It's got like Johnny Cash is on it, and those are pretty cool, but most of them are awful. But that was the last thing I listened to. The last one I listened to and enjoyed uh, was, and, and I understand that most, like most people, I enjoy this for slightly ironic reasons, which maybe is why it wasn't created in the first place, but the Bob Dylan Christmas album. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing quite, nothing quite like listening to Bob Dylan sing little drummer boy. So. Come, they told me. So yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> how about you, Andy? Uh, I am also digging uh, the crown season two. Uh, Tim, how far are you? We have only watched episode one. Okay. So. I, um, I'm up to episode seven and yeah, it's so good. I'm a big fan. Uh, I am not, this is, this is not a spoiler. Um, but, um, well, I guess, I don't know. This is on IMDb, so I'm going to say it's not a spoiler, but, um, Michael C. Hall, uh, plays, uh, JFK and he's so bad. <laughs> um, his like, hair. JFK was coming, but I didn't know who was his hair and his like, his like, Boston accent is just awful. So bad. Um, <laughs> Wait, Michael C. Hall. That's Dexter, the guy from... Oh, okay. Is that who it is? I always, I always mix Michael C. Hall up. Who's the guy from Breakfast Club? Anthony <laughs> Michael Hall. Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> <laughs> I, always, <laughs> I always mix those two up. Do you, Michael C. Hall, do you guys like, ever see really? that, that but, SNL yeah. skit that's... Um, Dermot D- Dylan McDermott or Dermot Mulrooney <laughs> and it's like you have to t- the, the whole game show is like answering questions about which one is which and nobody knows no, no, no. <laughs> you can do Anthony Michael Hall and Michael C. Hall yeah. <laughs> um, no so yeah his his JFK is real bad but otherwise it's so good I'm a big fan um, so digging digging that uh, I am digging right now um, uh, apple brandy I'm drinking that instead of my usual rye um, we oh, bought, I thought that was like a band or something. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I, you know, my favorite band is <laughs> Apple Brandy. Uh, it's pretty obscure. You've probably never heard of it. <laughs> You've probably never heard of it. <laughs> no, it's, uh, yeah, we, we bought some for to make a Christmas sangria not too long ago and get some leftovers. So Steinbeck's favorite. Really? Spirits. Excellent. Mm-hmm. I should be writing with a, uh, with a 24, but I'm not. So doing that, um, I am writing with uh, something we'll talk about in a bit, but a very beautiful, beautiful, but hard to hold pencil that uh, is part of the new Write Notepads edition, the Goldfield. It's a um, uh, bridge pencil. So it's like very skinny and it's hard to hold, but it makes me feel so fancy. And I am writing with it in my um, Write Notepads Goldfield notebook, which is an amazing experience, which I'm going to talk about it before you do, Johnny, because you always get to talk about uh, right notepads. Okay. <laughs> we won't fight about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, so if I were to pick the last holiday album I listened to, 
not like by my choice. Yeah, it was in the car last weekend when we listened to Sia's Christmas album. Uh, Sia Sia has a Christmas album? Sia has a Christmas album. It just came out. It's like a lot of, I think, tongue-in-cheek Christmas songs, but she does have this one song called Puppies Are Forever. And it's basically for all the people who get like a puppy for their kids for Christmas and then don't take care of it. It's basically like, hey, like, are you going to love this thing when it's like old and sick and slow? (laughs) So don't, if, if not, then don't get a puppy. Um, so that was pretty good, but it, uh, it, it feels, it's really strange. Like not, yeah, it's a strange album. Um, the like last thing you, you put on while like drinking hot cocoa around the fire. Yeah. I don't see his Christmas album. The last album I listened to by choice was probably years and years ago when, um, she and him came out with a Christmas album. Uh, they have two and they're both really good. Yeah. Uh, they're both yeah. like, I know that like. Zoe Deschanel is not like, you know, everybody's favorite right now, but I think that she's a really good singer and I like sort of like the like serious kish kitsch that they have. Like she's, they sound like, you know, like something from the mid century. Um, and her album has like just the right amount of kitsch. I really like kitschy Christmas songs like Percy, the, the puny poinsettia and grandma got ran over by a reindeer and like all the bad ones. Oh yeah. <laughs> when it, whenever they start to take themselves too seriously, like Christmas music, that's when I'm like, no, that's not good. Yeah. I don't listen to much Christmas music, but I could honestly listen to the song, have yourself a merry little Christmas on repeat for like a month and a half. I don't know what it is about that song. I just really? love it so much. I love that no, song. Good King Gwenceslas. What? You on drugs? Kick months of slice. <laughs> Are you uh-huh. high? <laughs> you high? Well, <laughs> you have to have copious amounts of mead and listen to that. Yeah, well, that, well, well, that would work. But well, you haven't something about that song. Who huh? you it's haven't lived? Yeah, you haven't lived until you've heard um, uh, like a dozen or more small Filipino orphans sing. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus in this like really high, <laughs> heavily accented um, falsetto. Uh huh. As yeah, I have. Very specific. As I have. I have. Yeah, I can't imagine that I have. Yeah. <laughs> have lived yet but yeah. soon someday don't worry yeah someday i'll live yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool uh how about you johnny so i'm also watching the crown but i just restarted season one because when the last one came out rosie was a baby and i think i kept falling asleep that's probably a good idea we so, were lost for the first episode really yeah yesterday was the one where um the king is getting dressed and exchanging limericks with his secretary so I'm in like super limerick mode uh-huh. <laughs> and I wrote you guys each a limerick, yeah, which I'm going to w- read you. I want to hear it. Yeah. They're G rated. <laughs> Darn it. To- Toppers is not. I'll have to send him his later. Yeah. There once was a fellow named Andy whose audio skills were quite handy to give us great poise and filter out noise and swearing when we get to Randy. <laughs> Class. Nice. <laughs> Beautiful. I have a co-host named Tim with a hearty beard upon his chin. He raps so deeply that we call him Ten B because none can cast as deeply as him. It's true. <laughs> Clap yeah, again. Thanks. Actually, one one about everybody we know. <laughs> you- yes, but it's not clean. <laughs> it's rated R. Yeah. Well, who is who is in the chat? I right figured now. out three words that rhyme with here suit. <laughs> who who has one? I wrote one for Toffer. I wrote one for Brad. Uh, I can't Let, read out one of them on the, here, but I'll send them to them. Show. Yeah, <laughs> that's for a Twitter. That's for Twitter, where everybody's nice. <laughs> I like yeah, Twitter. Anyway, so also on Netflix, did you guys watch uh, Godless? That Western? I'm Mm-mm. definitely planning on it. I haven't watched it yet, though. S- super good. 
and a lot of the episodes were you know, an hour, little over an hour. So it's a good like, I want to watch a movie, but I'm kind of tired thing to watch. That's intelligible. It was really, really good. It was really violent, which doesn't hmm. bother me. Yeah. But if you are bothered by graphic violence, you know, read the parent, the parent's guide. And also NaNoWriMo is over. So I can finally start reading again. So I picked up the tiger's wife, which is one of those books. Everybody's read except me and me. Yeah. I, I won't spoil it. It's really good. A wrist guard or like a, a brace to put your wrist in after that. Handwriting all those words. Uh, my hand still hurts. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Did you like? I think I'm do doing something, something wrong. <laughs> no, I took a lot of um, Advil liquid gels. That's <laughs> sort of like my candy these days. I'm like, I'm gonna have an Advil liquid gel, a bubbly water, and two cups of coffee. <laughs> Feel like a million bucks. It's really good. <laughs> Hydrate yourself. So, according, I, I'm not gonna read what the app says. Or the the doc says I'm writing with, but I'm writing with. I think you should. 19 step of like. I'm smearing a bloody severed finger I found in Leakin Park on the detached windshield of a cop car I found outside my house. <laughs> Who wrote that? Usually you write those, Johnny. Did you write that for yourself? Are you are Leakin you Park dissing is, Baltimore? No, there's no, there's there's a Leakin Park in Baltimore. That's not anywhere you want to go. Sometimes, sometimes of the day when it's dark outside, it's a place where night, you might find a bloody severed finger. <laughs> no, we don't sever fingers in Baltimore. Okay. I find the whole arm at least. <laughs> <It's> not good. <laughs> no, I'm using um, the very exclusive Blackwing that we're calling the 1917 in a Goldfield book. Nice. And um, so my kids are into Christmas, so we're listening to a lot of Christmas albums. So the last three were Jingle All the Way by Crash Test Dummies, which is really, really good and serious, but also not serious. Um, Weezer's Christmas EP, which is super good, and Midwinter Graces by Tori Amos, which is like top three best holiday album for me. Nice. Have oh, you guys it. have you guys heard that? I've never listened to that one. Yeah, neither have I. It's it's good. It's on Pandora. If you have like Pandora Premium, you can listen to the whole thing. Okay, I'll check it out. Well, There's something was, where her dad mentioned. was like, "Oh, go ahead." Her dad was like, "You could do a Christmas album." She's like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> It's Tori Amos doing Christmas songs. That's amazing. That's what a you think. <laughs> very yeah. good Christmas album that I didn't mention because I've not yet pulled it out because I'm hiding it from my son or we'll be listening to it until June, like last year, uh, is, by, is by this group, <laughs> Alathea, A-L-A-T-H-E-A, and they're friends of ours, actually, but they made this really good, actually a couple of really good Christmas albums, and seriously, Henry wouldn't let us listen to anything else in the car for like... I mean, it was like five months that we, we'd be like, okay, you can listen to Jingle Bells twice and we're turning this off, but it actually is really good. I just live here. I forgot to mention that. Awesome. We should compile a uh, playlist. <laughs> That's what we should have done. That would have been <laughs> cool. That would have been fun. Yeah. 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 So should we jump into our fresh points before we get into the big release section? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to go first? 10B? I'd love to. I mean, I'd love to. Oh, yeah. We got it together, Uh, baby. (laughs) Well, most of mine is follow-up to our last conversation with Doug Nickel about typewriters. So I've had a lot of typewriter action and and sort of minimalist writing stuff happen. And first of all, I'd say that I I reconnected with, it's it's awesome to say this, my typewriter repairman. 
That is awesome <laughs> to say. <laughs> who lives uh, in you know just a couple towns over here? Who's retired? But he spent apparently spent like thirty years repairing IBM Selectrics. But I, I called him a couple days after we talked to Doug Nickel, and we were on the phone for like a half an hour talking typewriters. <laughs> At the end of it, I was I just had to thank him because I don't think he does a whole lot with it now. But he's retired and he's listed in the, in the yellow pages for doing it. If anybody needs anybody, to. and so. Uh, at the end, I had to apologize. I was like, I'm sorry, but I never get to talk about typewriters with a person on the phone. And he's like, no, neither do I. So this has been great. It's good talking to you. But he's going to repair my, uh, I have I have two IBM Selectrics. I have a the one and the three, and he's going to repair the one because he says the three sometimes isn't worth fixing because there's like a lot of obsolete parts. But he's going he's gonna to fix that, um, which I'm really excited about taking that to him. And it inspired me to try, not repair, but, like servicing on my own and so i read mm. a bunch of stuff on the internet and i brought home from school it was the, the typewriter I'd, i've talked about before the smith corona that was my great grandfather's and then it's been passed through like five different people like my my grandma used it to uh, type up my grandpa's handwritten grad school papers hmm. um long long time ago because he didn't know how to type and she was really good and uh, I brought it home. It's a Smith Corona Junior, which is doesn't mean that it's any smaller. It's just kind of simplified. And so I, I brought it home, and it has this amazing, amazing sound to it. It's really nice, but I sucked it out with a vacuum, washed it really good with soap and water and alcohol, and then I bought some, like, Remington gun oil and oiled it up. And now it is just, it's awesome. Mm. It's so much fun to write with. I ordered a new ribbon for it. Um, and, I love uh, that. I love that gun oil smell on typewriters. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah, a machine I, shop. I, I just love, love using it. I mean, it's it can be a little exhausting to type anything really long, but I'm definitely using it to write letters and things like that now and then. Cause it's, it's, it's really cool. I just want you guys to hear it. It's really, it's really got a good sound to it. Yeah. Um, but this has also led me uh, even further down the path, which kind of started before our conversation with Doug Nickel about, uh, minimalist writing setups because I am very easily distracted by the internet. I think part <laughs> of it is because having so little free time on my hands these days that when I actually do get to sit down to write, it's I have to fight the urge to. It's like I really want to write something, but I also really want to veg out and let my brain take a rest, you know. And so I have to find a writing setup where I can get far enough into my writing to enjoy it enough that I'm not tempted to do anything else. And I found a few things that have worked. They're really cool. And one of them I had tweeted about before the conversation with Doug Nickel was I had taken my old MacBook, which was a 2007. Yeah, I bought it in 2007. So it was made in 2006, 2007. I still have it. It's still working, but I took it and stripped everything off of it. Everything I could possibly strip. I mean, it's got tons of open memory now and it's, 10 times faster than it used to be because of stripping all that stuff off. And all I've got on it is IA writer Scrivener. Um, this app called noisy typer. <laughs> You're such a hipster. I know. I know. But it, but <laughs> Sorry. Just I'm like, <laughs> the reason I did it is because, I mean, I, I, I got to defend myself a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. It's a, I mean, I've been using typewriter since I was in high school and I love it. And like, I really do feel like that's the most, productive sound i've ever heard in my life like i love being able to hear that like the little soft kind of like i, I just kind of i like to be kind of 
startled by every letter that I type you know, with yeah. different sounds. And it's really cool the way it, I mean, it's free and it's, it's actually in uh, what do you call it? Stereo or uh, yeah, it's in stereo. So you can like hear it on either side of headphones. And uh, so it's that, which I use sometimes. And then I feel like there's one more app that I had on there. Anyways, uh, it doesn't matter. Oh, freedom. That app that uh, blocks the internet until you restart your computer. So, but I was using that. And then Andy mentioned the Alpha Smart, which have we ever talked about the Alpha Smart on here? Not on this show. I, no, I, so. I, I could have an entire Alpha Smart podcast. I really uh, want to talk about the Alpha Smart. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, those of you who don't know, which maybe most of you do, but I had no idea these existed until Andy told me about them. <laughs> and I don't know, what was that? A few months ago when we first started talking about them and then you brought it up again. Yeah. And uh, so they were word, they're word processors. They're basically a full size keyboard with a screen that's about the size of their book or something. Right? Yeah. They're like, they're the original Heming, right? Yeah, exactly. They, they look, or free write they now. function just like uh, a free write minus the web syncing. Yeah. Which really doesn't It's like 2000, 2003 version of the free write. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's just a keyboard. You got this little screen. It holds eight files up to 200 pages. And when you're done typing, you plug a USB cord into the back and into your computer. You open up a Word document. It could even be Google Google Docs or something. And you get look like you go like you're getting ready to type, and then there's a send button, and then it just pushes everything on that file onto the open document on your computer, which is really cool because you can actually see it kind of scrolling onto the screen. Um, so so we, went, we, sh- we should mention that these were like three hundred dollars back in the day, like yeah. like ten years ago. And what what did you buy yours for? I bought two. <laughs> yeah, I bought the Alpha Smart Neo and the Alpha Smart Neo Two, and I spent thirty six dollars on both of them combined. <laughs> so I got, I got one for seventeen ninety nine and one for $18 or something. I'm so excited. I'm, I, I totally didn't know that like, so that, that eBay auction where you got it from is incredible. They have like, did you see how many they had? They had like a hundred of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, they, have, it seems like they were mostly used by schools, which, yeah. um, for kids to type up papers or whatever like that. And I would love to have these at school, but my kids are not touching this thing. But, um, <laughs> so he must have bought like a, a whole bunch of discarded ones from a school or something. Um, here's, here's mine. Nice. I got it in my hands. And one of my favorite part of mine is that on the back, someone scratched Sterling, the word Sterling or like the name Sterling really oh, that's big great. on the back of it. And that's the name 16, of it. 16 exclamation point Sterling. <laughs> so, um, so I, I learned about the Alpha Smart. I was um, when I was in high school and early college, I had something uh, made by Apple Newton, which was like Apple's short-lived PDA company. Um, I had something called an Emate, which was their first foray into like like curvy translucent plastic. So it kind of predated the Bandai Blue Mac iMac, mm-hmm. and I loved it. It was the power of like a Newton message pad, which is about the power of a Palm Pilot, but like in a laptop form factor. Mm-hmm. And it had a little ergonomic handle on it, and it was fantastic. And I took it with me, and I just typed forever on that thing. I love that a lot, and it died. Um, and I just never found another good thing like that um, until I was in a college, like features writing journalism class. And um, somebody came in and said that they like a 
like a reporter came and talked to the class and said that they used one of these things to write with. And I was like, what is this? An alpha so smart? an alpha smart. Oh. And I was like, this looks like a new version of the Emate, the Apple Newton Emate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, at that point it was still way too expensive to buy. So I never got one, but I, I didn't realize until, until you, you bought that Tim that they were like this cheap again. So I'm so on board. I need to go on eBay and get one. Yeah, there's tons of them out there, and I went yeah. on uh, Amazon, and you can get them on Amazon too. But most really? ones on Amazon end up going for like forty five bucks or something. Yeah, you can get them for as low. I saw some that were of the original Neo that were looked a little more beat up that were as low as fifteen bucks. Wow! So I'm already planning to buy like three or four of them just to yeah. <laughs> stash in the garage <laughs> and just have just to hoard some to sure, to hoard. I'm sure they're just gonna start. <laughs> dying that, out on me but that would be an interesting thing if you had like a student who you saw a lot of like writing potential in but they were just distracted by the internet you could just break that thing out and be like here use this for a little while yeah yeah for yeah. sure and they're small they're really light and they, they use three double a batteries and those double a batteries will last 700 hours is what they say wow wow yeah. insane. I, i'm super excited i think everybody here if you want to write distraction free on a keyboard on a keyboard get yourself get yourself a uh, alpha smart i'll i'll post the link in the spend $500 on a friggin free write right yeah they have a nice Jeez. mechanical like cherry mx keyboard on the free writes but still that's just way too much gosh yeah it's so expensive i i i i texted you all cuz i was on the verge of maybe buying one yeah. <laughs> because it was basically like getting a new macbook air or that <laughs> And then I came to my senses. I was yeah. like, wait, no, slap myself in the face. Like, you're an idiot. Don't do that. <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah I've, so I got the AlphaSmart Neo 2 and then I ordered an AlphaSmart Neo, which is apparently the same thing. It just has some like classroom capabilities taken away, which mm-hmm. I won't be using anyways. So, um, but I'll let you know if there's any difference that I noticed between the two of them. And as I was waiting for it, I was so, I was so excited for it that I even made my own like version of it to, to work on my a story for a future plumbago. And I, I used a Bluetooth Mac keyboard in an old iPhone and uh, <laughs> turned it sideways and went, went into the accessibility settings and made this type really big and just used notes and set it in front of me. And the setup was basically exactly like an alpha right. But that kind of backfired because now I can't get what I wrote off of that little, <laughs> that little <laughs> iPhone. I just have to type it. Yeah. Like back off of it. But <laughs> I love it so far. I've had it for two full days and I've written a decent bit on it, even like taking notes we're buying a house and i was talking to a somebody at the bank and as they were talking i was just using it to take notes about what they were saying and it was a lot of fun so i, I, I love it that's awesome so the only other thing i was going to mention is that i, I did get the, the blackwing point protectors which i'm really i got the three pack with the gold silver and black and i really Yay. love them and i've been using them every day i don't have much to add beyond what's been said before they're just really great and they're worth it i think it's actually a really good deal because they're they're sturdy and that means you don't lose them these things will last forever but i got a little overzealous and was using it like every day and putting it on pencils and putting them in my pocket and i put one on a 211 (laughs) put it in my pocket and got in my car which is an old subaru just kind of low to the ground and i'm a big dude but i got down and just it got kind of lodged between my I guess my side and then my leg hmm. and snapped a 211 mm. right in half. Like when I sat down I, and then so you posted was, your, your gore photo to uh, the yeah, erasable yeah. account you like that. Not safe for work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't look at it. Yeah. I was just really excited to see the, the reactions from that and just in kind of a selfish way. Cause I'm like, people are going to be feel sick. I, I wasn't that broken up about it. I was like, eh, oh, well, 
Yeah. I, I, I still, I sharpen both sides of it. I'm still using it, but it, it made me think of that guy, Doug Nickel talked about who uses old stamps and just like, I'm going to use yeah. this thing anyways. So, um, that was, that was sad, but that was my fault too. So it wasn't the fault of the protector. I think the protectors are awesome. Yeah. So, all right. Sorry. I've been talking forever. Andy, why no. don't you, what, what are your fresh points? Your thing about the alpha smart was something I really wanted to talk about. So I'm glad we, we'll we did to it. Do like an, like a after dark alpha smart episode or something. <laughs> Let, like let's start an alpha smart podcast. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Well, uh, we should, we could do uh, an Alpha Smart episode if we, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about this off the air, but we should order you and Johnny one. Hell yeah. These things out there and change we should, the world. We should start an Alpha Smart, um, underground Alpha Smart NaNoWriMo community. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> if you go on uh, Instagram and look up the hashtag Alpha Smart, yeah. uh, a ton of the pictures are people at write-ins for, for right now, the pictures are people at write-ins for NaNoWriMo that were using them at coffee shops and breweries and stuff that's so cool all right all right the big the big thing i wanted to mention um is plumbago uh which we have talked about plenty of times here before but uh they are officially available for pre-order which just basically means that now i need money up front so we can go get it printed (laughs) so um i have a few things of interest that i just want to mention first of all it occurred to me um that both Mordecai Lightstone and Father uh, Kyle Sanders and our group have submitted stories. So literally, we have uh, submissions by a priest and a rabbi. So um, I think I think our new teaser is uh, what do you what do you call a priest and a rabbi who uh, contributed to a pencil magazine? Um, just like a fun joke. So uh, <laughs> like that's what's what's the answer? Uh, Plumbago, <laughs> Plumbago issue three. That's the answer. <laughs> um, yeah, they're both really good. Um, uh, Mordecai wrote sort of an invocation about like, you know, writing with pencil as opposed to other things. Um, we have this really amazing five page typewritten story, like, like typewriter written story by, um, Harky Jewett, who is on in our group as reason Zebulon. He's really great. It's kind of like a science fiction. I told him it kind of felt like a Madam Madeline Lingle, um, book. Um, super good. Uh, there's a really great series of poems by Vivian Wagner who wrote about urban sketching in the last issue. Um, there's one that I'm going to try to get her to um, read and record so we can talk to her about it in the next episode. Uh, there's just like lots and lots and lots and lots of really good things. Uh, this issue is going to be like like more than 60 pages long. It's, it's kind of ridiculous at this point. Uh, and I wrote my first short story that I've written in like 10 years. Um, I showed it to our friend, Harry C. Marks, who is a, uh, multi-novelist and he, he gave me some good feedback. Um, just a lot of like, you know, sometimes when I use too many commas or I'm using too much like cliche, uh, metaphor, like, fantastic feedback so i have a little bit of work to do there but um yeah it's gonna be 10 bucks on sale right now for eight bucks um go get yourself a copy um oh i did i tell you guys this so i was wondering i really wanted to like sweat the font that we used like i wanted to like a really nice typeset font and i um i was trying to figure out what to do about that and I realized I work at Adobe and Adobe is the like, <laughs> like the oh, people. Yeah. Who, yeah. Yeah. The people who like make TypeKit, which is um, like professional typeface and font software. And we, we employ multiple type designers, like people like Adobe created the font that like the New Yorker uses. Like it's a, it's, it's Adobe Caslon pro. Um, and so I was like in the right place to like talk about typefaces. So I went to a happy hour at TypeKit. 
um, where they like every Friday they have bespoke cocktails that somebody invents and they talk, they just sit around and drink and talk about type. And I showed up with some examples and I talked to a professional type designer who gave me amazing blunt feedback, but he was like, he was friendly and he was patient. Um, so yeah, he, he was great. So I have a little colophon. Is that how you say it? Colophon? Colophon? The like thing mm. where you say what the type is. I have that in the back of the issue. Um, so go, go read about that. But I, I'm very pleased with our typeface selection and I hope that you all are too. So uh, this isn't just me being hyperbolic or, you know, whatever. Um, you should definitely go buy a plumbago. Uh, if you can't, mm. if you can't or don't want to get the, uh, the print edition, if you wait um, probably a couple months, the PDF edition will be here when the print edition sells out So um, for cheaper. So hop on that. Um, I also, this is probably worth a longer discussion, but um, I want, I just wanted to talk about, did you guys get your Baron Fig bags? Uh, I, I never ordered one. one. Okay. Did you get one, Johnny? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I used to... Um... I use a Timbuktu diaper bag. Okay. Yeah. I'm that guy. <laughs> so I ordered a backpack and um, I got it about a week ago. And um, there was some some talk about like how the color, like I got the slate blue one and the color is like not exactly what was originally represented. And they had some like vendor problems, whatever. That's fine. Um, I, I actually really like this one. It's kind of a more of a like a dusty gray blue. Um, I actually kind of like it better than they said it was. And I, I really love how like slim lined it is like it's very thin it's very slim um there's i guess i guess if i were to give you i guess it's less than a hot take it's like a lukewarm take because i've had it for like a week um (laughs) it's it's very nice looking and it's very i love how slim and simple it is um there are some details missing that i wish was in it um like i wish it had a few more like pockets and like little clamps and things inside just to like clip stuff to um and i I think the strap the straps are just plain like cotton or nylon or whatever. Um I wish it was a little bit more padded, but um generally I'm happy with it and I I appreciate the like I think Baron Fig put their usual like philosophy of a product design into it which is like very very simple and reductive and straightforward. Um and I I feel like that this is what this backpack is. So yeah, I'm I think I'm a fan of it, but I'm not like like I've had better bags in my life, but I think, yeah, I like it cause it's from my friends at Baron Fig and I like it cause it's, it's very slim. Like I, if I stand on a crowded, like, like light rail train during rush hour, if I had a bigger backpack, I feel like I was just getting people's way, but this does, does not. So that's great. Yeah. So, uh, Baron Fig, um, I guess I should also mention, um, so you guys got got this recently uh, we have a a listener a friend in tokyo uh, i believe he's i believe oh, he's yeah. i believe he's british he's living in yeah. tokyo um his name i can't pronounce it's m-a-t-t-j-s mattis is what i would say but i don't it looks kind of nordic i do not know how to pronounce your name sorry mattis um he has an etsy shop called remain stationary um and i t- actually told him he should um post this in the group sometime i don't know if he did but um he he basically f- sources and sells vintage Japanese children's stationery. And that means <laughs> that um, there's a lot of like 
crazy like if you think about hello kitty like hello kitty's pretty like in the american mainstream but if you think about how kind of ridiculous like she and her like cast of friends are like it's kind of weird um he has a whole series of like other characters um like that so um we have some pencils by uh this dog called mc beans and the packaging says yeah those yeah. are adorable. Carefree okay. MC Beans makes blunders, but he is a gentle pacifist dog. <laughs> <laughs> and he had a bunch of like other like intro and it's made by Tombow. They're they're Tombow pencils. Um, so mine had, are different. Yeah. My, yeah you, at least the box I got is different. Yeah. yeah, he sent he sent us a like three different boxes and I, I separated out so we each got four of the of each of the dozens, but I yeah. obviously couldn't oh, yeah, yeah. you get out the so yeah, there's just really delightful little Japanese characters on the stationery. Um, <laughs> so says, come to poo field. <laughs> yes. Come, that's right. You got the poo field one. <laughs> yeah, come to poo field, everybody. Yeah. That's all. Um, it has a little, cute little bunny and bear on it. They're looking kind of uh, startled. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to uh, oh. do it live. I'm going to check my email real quick and I'm going to see um, what his, his thing says but um he oh, oh he sent a he sent us a note and i texted this to you guys but um for, okay here it is so um i will keep a 15 percent discount active until the end of january 2018 so if your listeners in the community want to purchase anything they can simply use the code erasable fb as in facebook 15 um, and that is remain stationary which um i will put a link to in show notes so thank you. Thank you, Mattis. This is, cool. these are thank super you, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last thing I'll mention, are either of you guys still getting the CW pencil box? No, I'm yeah. not right now. Okay. I, yeah. I am. Um, it's, it's nice. I think, I, I think it's mostly because I forgot to turn it off, but I, I enjoy the little like things that I get. Um, so they sent out a kind of a wrap up of 2017, um, sort of our favorite things of 2017. Um, package cool. and it included some cool stuff like there is a gold uh, fabric estelle um polychrome like colored pencil in mine um there's a um M- md paper products i don't actually know what that is md paper products and a conta de paris uh, 2b pure noir it's like has a big thick lead on it which is really cool um and they have like some stickers and a, and a patch so um and a really beautiful greeting card by iron, iron curtain press which is a great little like print company in LA. So yeah, um, go check out the city of pencils, pencil box. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Oh, and it also has a little desktop calendar, sort of like how field notes puts out that little like calendar. You can like hang at your desk, um, that I assume Meredith made. That's beautiful. And on the back, there's like this little table where you could like, you can put the brand name of a pencil and the name of a pencil and some notes about it. That's really, really cute. So, oh, Toffer says in the chat that MD is Midori products and uh, Mike does as well. Um, so, yeah, the MD, MD products is Midori. I did not realize that. Awesome. So, that is, those are all my fresh points. How about you, Johnny? So, I don't have a lot, but um, my son is, you know, increasingly drawing now that he's four and he wants to be like a sister and he's left-handed. So I've been sort of watching to see what he's going to do with um, his pencil grip. 
see if he's, you know, he's going to be a smearer or apparently there are words for how left-handed people hold writing instruments. Like, um, yeah. one of them is under in it. Yeah. So, um, um, underwriter. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I put a picture on Instagram and someone mentioned that, but, um, so it got me, I, I brought up, uh, the question of when do kids learn their pencil grips? Because until recently he was holding a pencil grip, like, you know, a really hungry logger holds the spoon that he eats his porridge with, you know, like, let's go. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but, you know, it's getting more nuanced. And I didn't teach him to do it. And I don't think they did it at school. We just sort of picked it up. So I was wondering if you guys remember, you know, when you started holding a pencil the way that you do, and if it was just something you picked up or something that you had a nun behind you with a yardstick <laughs> telling you to do. Mm. Tim, do you want to go or should I go? Wait, so, say that again. Whoa. Do you want to? So, um, <laughs> sorry. The question? Who's on yes, first? The question. Who's on first? Me? Yes, so. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure, I, I just, a minute ago, and we edit this out, I just went over to check on the Alabama Senate race. Like, and then <laughs> I, picked, I picked the worst possible time to glance at the page, and then I missed a question, so I'm sorry. I swear, I swear I'm paying attention. I just had to. It hit me all of a sudden. I was like, wait a second. Go okay, sorry. Ask the question again. <laughs> okay, so however you hold a pencil, um, how did that come about? Did someone make you do it or suggest it, or did you just sort of start doing it that way? I have no memory of somebody telling me how to do it, um, but I also feel spoiled being a righty. Um, when I, as a teacher, when I'm watching my students write, I think about this thing because my son, we, we still can't tell if he's a righty or a lefty. He still switches back and forth. Oh, wow. He kind of leans righty a little bit. But uh, but uh, when I when I watch him write, I notice that lefties, it's like they've got two choices. They're either kind of hooked around and writing in a weird angle, or they're just very slowly and they're kind of holding their hand below the words or whatever. But then when I look at the righties, it's just all over the place. I mean, some of them are, have a crazy... <clears throat> You know, crazy ways of holding a pencil. So obviously nobody's teaching them. But for me personally, I don't remember anybody telling me. I just remember, because um, I remember, well, actually, now that I, I get into thinking about this, I do remember at some point being told to try to put my fingertips on the pencil. But when I write uh, my middle finger, the pencil kind of sits right near my top knuckle on my mm. middle finger. And then I uh, hold it with my index finger and thumb tips. And I remember at some point a teacher telling me to try to use my, only my fingertips. And that was like really <laughs> uncomfortable for me. And so I, I never started doing that. But but it, I think I was definitely, I think I was mostly left on my own on that one. Yeah. So I am, I'm a lefty and I, my mom is a lefty. And so before I ever went to school, um, I guess like anybody who would have given me like instruction in my formative years on like holding, holding a pencil would have been my mother. Um, but I, I would say like, so imagine, imagine like holding your hand down closest to you and your like pencil is above your fingers. Now imagine just slowly like rotating that until your, your hand is at top at the top and your pencil lead is below. And I would say that most left-handers are sort of like on the spectrum somewhere on there. 
Um, so I, I would say I'm about right in the middle. Like I usually hold my pencil, um, directly to the right of my fingers. Um, so unfortunately that means that it's a, I'm a smearer, a smearer. Um, and I often, one thing I like about mostly writing in like pocket notebooks is I don't often smear because the paper is a little bit smaller. Um, but I definitely, and I, and I've learned to like write light enough where I don't smear so much. Um, so I, um, yeah, I, I remember in the fifth grade, uh, when I guess we sort of like formally learned handwriting and like the proper formation of like, like. I think we did it earlier too, but I specifically remember my fifth grade teacher who I didn't like trying to like, she, she it's funny. She wasn't a nun, but she was, she used to be a nun. Like by the time I had her, she was not, oh, she was not a nun, but she had previously been one and she's just the worst. Um, like so I, we had some nuns who I liked, but um, she would basically come over and be like, Andy, like she would try to like adjust my grip. And then like, she read how a left-handed person writes like out of a textbook. And I remember just getting so annoyed and like snapping at her and just being like, like you're not left-handed. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, I, I would like to blame her for my terrible handwriting, but I probably shouldn't mm, do that. Yeah. Terrible handwriting. <laughs> yeah. I definitely disagree with that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm, a uh, a side writer, I guess you would call it. But I also know some people who will just turn, um, turn their paper like at a 90 degree angle and just write completely like sideways. I've seen um, that. Yeah. I, students, yeah. I have no idea. I, there's no way I could do that. Um, yeah. A lot of people do that. So had, any, yeah, I had a girl who almost wrote upside down. I mean, it was, wow. I, I, could, I could not figure out how, um, I just could figure out how she did it, but she had, I will say that with my students, I usually in every class have two or three lefties and definitely by percentage lefties have better handwriting than, <laughs> than righties because I think I have, they have to put a lot more time into it. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, or, that's or a lot more attention into it. So, uh, don't let any, so my mother, um, my mother went to school, um, she's, so she's left hand, like I said, and she, um, her teacher tried to get her like to switch to right hand, like tried to teach her that right handed is the proper way. And her mother had to actually go in and like talk to the principal and tell them that they will not do this because my mom was like forced to write right handed for a while. And she, she did worse in school and she was upset most of the time and she didn't want to do her homework. And as soon as like she was able to like switch back to the left hand, she was fine. Yeah. Hey, you should do a blog post about the different ways that left-handed folks write with pencils. Yeah, that would be interesting. I mean, being right-handed, I'm just thinking about it like, wow, that's <laughs> more <laughs> my, um, you know, you know what, Johnny? my male white privilege extends check, to my right-handedness also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we, had, we had a nun who explained the, pro, you know, the proper pencil grip is your middle finger, your ring finger, I mean, your, your middle finger, your index finger, and your thumb forming a, um, you know, a triangle so that those um, triangular pencils work really well. She mm-hmm. told us to hold a pencil with our thumb and forefinger and rest it on our middle finger, which doesn't work. You can't hold a pencil that way. So, huh. so that's I, I just do. kept my usual grip that hurts. So I think I can't do it like that. I think that's what I do. Yeah. So it's like it rests on like near the just above the, nu- the top knuckle on my middle finger. And then I use my index fingers, but I remember a teacher telling me to try to use all of my fingertips, which f- always felt awkward to me. So yeah, that sounds painful. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I had a, I got a bad head injury and, um, 
09 that still bothers me when I um, write too much. So my hand, my pencil grip is something I need to work on that I don't work on. So I don't know if my hand still hurts from NaNoWriMo or if I'm using the ladies Abercrombie and Fitch Field Notes book and I'm not supposed to. What? <laughs> but I'm taking a lot of Advil. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. So, speaking of Field Notes, so... um. We thought we'd do our winter release guide um, in the order in which these things came out. So last week we talked about the Field Notes Resolution Edition, which is two checklist notebooks and a date book, but we didn't have them in hand yet. So I thought we'd add those on anyway. Yeah. Since now we can touch them. But um, there's that. And there's the Blackwing 16.2, the the other Blackwing, and the right notepads. So... Yeah. yeah. So dive right in the field notes. What did you think of the new field notes, Tim? Did you get it already? I haven't gotten it yet, but I mean, I've seen, I saw, I saw them at a local shop. And I just haven't brought any home yet. And I, I'm not sure if I will. I just haven't been in notebook buying mode lately, but uh, <laughs> you've I, been I, in I, alpha I, smart buying mode. <laughs> I have been in alpha smart buying <laughs> mode. Yeah. Um, but I, I like what I've seen in my, I like that it, uh, it, especially that uh, the white one with the red letters reminds me of the game day edition. Uh, baseball edition, which is one of my favorites, but uh, visually it's a really cool edition. And I like, I, I always like the, uh, the, uh, what do you call it? The to do list kind of model where it's got the circles along the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find that with pocket notebooks, that's what I use it most of the time. That's what I use it for most of the time, anyways. So it's almost like a, those. like a Bujo, Bojo, Bullet <laughs> Journal, Bojo, yeah. Bullet <laughs> Journal. I, I like that. I like, I like that, that idea of it. Yeah, uh, so I, I would I would use that if I pick mm-hmm. some of these up. But the like I have just I've completely accepted the fact that I will never ever be a paper planner person. Uh, I've I've tried since I entered this world of like stationery and podcasts and blogs, and I've tried all of them, and none of them I just don't stick with them. It just doesn't work for me. Um, I I do much better just with the like kind of free for all. Uh, to-do lists and daily check like every day kind of like jotting down the things I need to take care of and doing it um, we have a kind of a big calendar at home where we write things on it and I, I basically use that and then use the pocket notebook to function so I don't know if I I just don't use the pocket planners but overall it's a really sharp looking addition yeah and I, and I like I said I like the, the check mark idea yeah I um I think they, yeah, they look, they look great. Like I, I think they're, they're beautiful. I, (laughs) I haven't opened it for like, or I haven't started using it a, because I'm like still using this Baron fig, like wallet thing, the pocket Vanguard cover. So of course I have to put a pocket Vanguard in it. So I'm still in the middle of that. (laughs) Um, but, but B, um, (laughs) I'm still a little bit mad at field notes. So yeah, I'll open, I'll open it eventually. Um, fair enough. Yeah. They're, I mean, we yeah. talked about it the last issue, the last episode, but then, and it, and it's fine. It's, I'm not really like that mad at field notes, but I just, yeah, I've, I have a lot of other like pocket notebooks in my life right now. So I haven't like dug into it too much. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I want to like this one. Like I appreciate the idea, but I mean, I don't use notebooks this way, so I don't know what I'm going to do with them. Yeah. It's but, very prescriptive. You know, Henry likes blue. He'll probably steal it. And I noticed a lot of people had messed up red covers. 
mm-hmm. which is like, you know, in the grand scheme of things in your life, not a big deal. But like uh, every time something comes out, it seems like there's some really easy to grab quality control issue that yeah. slips by. Well, um, that's not true. Dime Novel was pretty perfect. Yeah. Oh, no, a lot of folks had well, badly they, stamped covers. I mean, I did. I thought those were kind of cool looking. I thought it was part even, of the charm, yeah. I, I would say even the bad yeah. stamping covers like kind of looks like the old dime novels. Cause, yeah, they so, were badly stamped. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, the corners and spines of those books were perfect. Yeah. I, um, so, I, but, I do... Sorry, go on. Oh, no, go ahead. I do have to say that um, I think like, you know, that sort of like pseudo like checklist layout that they have. Um, it's... It's a lot like uh, like word notepads or word notebooks, but the word notebooks are great because they are lined anyway, and it's really easy to ignore those check marks if you want. Whereas the way like the alternating, um, what am I saying? Like the alternating co- like colors, like the gray and the white and the gray and the white, makes it a lot harder to just, just use it like a regular notebook uh-huh. with the resolution. So it feels a little bit more prescriptive to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, as someone in the chat just referred to it as a tired reboot of ambition yeah <laughs> which was the edition from three, th- three I years ago ambition. that's, that's fair. fair i'm using ambition right now yeah i've gotten yeah my i don't well this is definitely not as ready. pretty as ambition no. the that that like cracking open the cover and like the, like little sparkles of the gold gilding going off is like one of the oh. most satisfying experiences of my life like that's oh. like an asmr instagram <laughs> video yeah yeah that went, that went a really nice paper yeah our friend Hagen had some problems with the um, from Leadfast had problems with the um, the paper because it's a gray paper on which they print white ink. So what's white is not bare paper, but it's already printed, which is kind of weird. What does he know? He spills beer all over his field notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's terrible. He's, a, he's in the chat, so I feel like I can say this. <laughs> in a sort of face. So yeah. <laughs> Should we move on to the Blackwing volumes? Yeah. Yeah. So this one we did not talk about yet. Blackwing volume 16.2, which is dedicated to famous mathematician and computer programmer Ada Lovelace, whose birthday was this week, but I don't think Blackwing mentioned Hmm. it in social media, which was weird. But um, these are matte white pencils with a matte black eraser and I'm sorry, a matte black ferrule with a white eraser and a glossy gray stamp. And on the back, they're just stamped with the binary code of AAL or ALL. I forgot, which is the way Ada Lovelace signed her letters. Mm -hmm. And it has the quote firm core from the 602. So the the short version, what do you think of these, Tim? I have one between my lips right now. (laughs) Um, He really likes it. He really likes (laughs) it. Yeah, I was was just playing with one uh, and was uh, typing something in the chat and put it between my lips. Uh, I I think it's fantastic. I, um, Andy, thank you for sharing. He sent me a couple of them. Oh no worries, absolutely. And I I'm really enjoying it. I I don't know if I will order more just because of you know I have tons of pencils, but I like it a whole lot. The Stormtrooper edition is. Uh, pretty sharp. Look, I, I my math isn't too good. So when I first saw sixteen point two, I thought it was gonna be something about like marathon running, but that's thirteen point one, right, for the half marathon. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not a not a math guy. Teach English, but uh, 
I think the, the feel of it is really interesting. And, uh, I think the black barrel of the, the matte finish look is, I love it. Uh, is very cool. It's yeah. very cool. And I, I already want to play around with putting different colored erasers in it. And, uh, you know, we have to acknowledge the fact that they did, uh, pay homage to a, a woman with this edition, which has yeah. been something yeah. that's come up in the past and, or whatever you, you know, think about that but i think they they made a good choice here it's a really cool one that i this is an addition that i felt was really for me personally it was really edifying like i i didn't know the story i didn't know who she was and it was it was interesting to learn about it and so that the pencil actually kind of led me down a path of figuring out more about ada lovelace personally and i i enjoyed that mm-hmm. quite a bit and i will use the crap out of the ones that andy sent me and then maybe order more do you want to hear my uh, hackwing idea for that uh, that feral? Of course I do. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> um, put it on one of those like slightly rubbery um, uh, Norikas, like the really matte ones, and make a tactical twenty four edition. Um, <laughs> looks like titanium uh, bl- uh, bl- blackwing twenty four. <laughs> That'd funny. be fun. Oh, I yeah. can send you. Um... A matte black Wopex. Ooh, put it on yeah. There. And it can be like, yeah, I'm not even going to say. Rubber wing. <laughs> Rubber wing, yeah. Um, do you, wing. Johnny, do you want to talk about, should we talk about Matthias's uh, blog post? Well, our, our friend Matthias from Bleistift um, called into question the math whereby they got 16.2. And honestly, I don't understand it at all. <laughs> so I'm just gonna I'm I just took his word for it. So he thinks that they just sort of looked up on Wikipedia, which could be true. Um, I mean I have no idea. But uh yeah, if folks wanna check it out, we could put that in the show in the show notes. He had yeah. a good case for it. And also that's a blog we should plug more because it's a really, really good blog. Yeah. And he I mean he um he's he's not really like in the palomino blackwing camp he he's not really a big fan of like you know the practices and their marketing and their re reappropriating the blackwing brand but um he i mean he did have he did have a good idea like it was or a good point in that like he kind of like led us through what he guesses the thought process was and i it's funny that we had the same thought, but we drew different conclusions to it because he was like, Oh, we have to make a pencil to honor a woman. So Ada Lovelace and 16, 16.2. And so I see that I'm like, great. They're having the forethought to say like, Oh, Hey, like we need to step out of our ourselves. Um, we're all like, I think mostly white dudes are just dudes at, at Blackwing. Um, and we need to like, you know, it's about, t- about time we have like a woman or a person of color or something, something else like as a tribute. So I'm, I'm on board with that. Like I, I think Ada Lovelace is cool and I guess I don't care about the math that much. Although Ada Lovelace would care about the math and Charles Babbage would care about the math, but it's a, uh, that's not my, that's not my bag, I guess. What do you think Johnny about 16? Oh, and, and it writes really well. I think it's a, it's a 602 core and I love the way it feels that like satin finish. It feels like a uh, Baron fig archer to me in like, like it's balanced differently, but it has that same like satin feel to it. What do you think? What do you think about it, Johnny? Yeah, a lot. Of, a lot of, well, a lot of people suggested they should have used the extra firm core, or even come up with a really firm core like the H or the two H from the Palomino line, which would yeah. have been really cool because those pencils managed to be um, 
I mean, they're still not hard pencils, but they're smooth and they definitely stay sharp a lot longer. But um, the one thing that's popped up a couple times that popped up with volume one was like really small quality control issues where, um, you know, ferals returned or and a few of mine, like the ferals weren't actually pushed down all the way. Yeah. But, you know, I can push them down. It was fine. But um, they mentioned that they have new machinery. I know they used to put them on by hand. Hmm. which obviously isn't sustainable. Can you imagine? So I was wondering. <laughs> yeah. It takes so long. I mean, we don't but, know their numbers, but like, I'm sure that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, each time they, um, they took care of it. Or at least for the folks in our group, Nick is like on top of everything, which is yeah. great. But yeah, I think this one, I noticed the last time there was a Star Wars movie, they s- sort of like obliquely referenced Star Wars with the 1138. Oh yeah. And now there's a new Star Wars movie coming out and there's a Stormtrooper <laughs> looking one. Which is probably an accident, but yeah. Did you see somebody made a um, like Star Wars lineup out of the Black Wings? So, like they took a they took a five thirty <laughs> and it was C three PO because he's gold, and they took oh, yeah. a he took a uh, okay. the Yankees one because like it's it's white and blue like R two D two, and then the Stormtrooper one, and and then I think they took a twenty four and it was um, Darth Vader. I can't remember who it was. Who posted that? I have to I have to look that up, but it was it was great. I loved okay. it. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. This one's really, um, it's wintry. You know, the matte white it yeah. looks very snowy and good, which I appreciate. It would look really good with the, um, when they come out two years ago, the snow blind from Field Notes, those matte yeah. white notebooks. Yeah. They used all mine up. That would look really but good. Those would look really good together. But yeah. I mean, I liked it a lot. Yeah. I was a big fan. I feel like this is three hits in a row. Yeah. Um, well, well, I mean, for you, <laughs> no, the, the volume one was fine. Really. It's just, yeah. just, just fugly. Um, <laughs> I, I, we call it the sweater pencil around here. <laughs> sweater pencil. At home. I feel yeah, like I think they're all gone. Everybody took them all. The color, the color of the volume one kind of reminded me of the color of the, and this is going to be super gross. So maybe this is like a, a warning for people to, Look away, but when I used to work in the meat department, <laughs> oh, God. The, the color of the raw like, pork chops. Inti- no, no, yeah, worse than that. The color of like the intestinal lining that we use to make sausages. <laughs> Jesus, oh. Jesus, that's to be the Blackwing, Blackwing Volume TMI, <laughs> Volume Guts. Yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, but that's a seriously. I thought I thought about that when I saw. It. I was like, that's a. That's a very weird color. <laughs> I, I like grays. Oh that was a gray that was like, I, it's it's not easy to make gray ugly, but yeah. it, was, it was a little borderline. You know? <laughs> but, I, but I do like our theory that we talked about, that if they were trying to go for the cigarette, yeah, uh, he was holding, then they, I mean, that's yeah, pretty. Yeah, that was, that was great. Yeah. Cool. Oh my God. <laughs> Should we talk about the Blackwing 504? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so there was a little bit of a stir in our, um, you know, on the interwebs, um, when was this last week when the when the sixteen point two came out for subscribers? It came with a note um, telling them that oh, first it came with an extra pencil, right? You got yeah, the um, tube, your normal pencil in a tube, which and you got another pencil in a tube that had green caps. That was a natural finish black wing with an extra firm core and a green eraser, which is gorgeous. And folks, and at least in our Facebook group, have been calling for. A natural finish, extra firm black wing. And we we have on the show. So the um, 
there was a little postcard in your subscription box saying that if you logged into your account on blackwing602.com and visited a certain URL on December 5th, you could buy up to two boxes of them. So, you know, a lot of folks felt like maybe these should have been available to everybody and not just subscribers. And then there were subscribers who didn't get to buy them because they ran out. And there were subscribers who were afraid they were going to get to buy them and got mad at me, but then, you know, got to buy them anyway. So <laughs> that's the, the backstory. Um, <laughs> and the website had some problems because I think folks crashed it, but they were taking orders like by phone in person and oh, everybody wow. that ordered them got them. So that was good. That, that's why we called it, well, by some of us called it the Blackwing 504 because you got a 504 <laughs> error for the server being timed out. <laughs> so I, I mean... Blackwing 1917 is fine, but like definitely the 504 is like more fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, but the pencils themselves are ridiculously gorgeous. Yeah. And I, I don't feel like they write the same as my 24s and 530s. I, I They're, wonder, I don't know. I wonder They're about darker. that because it has such a different, like, because it's an extra from a core, like in a natural finish, it's such a completely different like feel to it. So I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that's not why it doesn't write the same, but you're right. Like there's something a little bit different about it. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're fantastic. Yeah. I'm a big fan and I've, I've, I'm definitely, I feel like I'm going to, I'm going to use three of them and put the rest of them away because like, yeah, I should, I I should hoard these for a while. I'll try not to use too many of them, but I do have to give a major shout out to, um, Oh, who was it in the group? I think it was, um, Oh, I'm looking uh, through Paul my... Paul Hoffman. Yeah, Paul Hoffman. Um, so he organized a really Who's amazing... Here? Oh, hey, Paul. You're in the... Yeah, you're in the in the chat. Um, you So Paul organized a very um, fantastic uh, like swap. It was basically like, hey, if you are a member and you ordered two dozen of these, would you donate a dozen to people who are not members and just like like give away one one pencil? And so he got... Um, I think he got everybody covered. He had like 50 some people who wanted to get a single and he had like enough people to give them away. So um, Paul, that was an amazing thing you did. You should be proud of yourself. And this is, this is why even though like sometimes social media can get kind of hyperbolic and reactionary and full of hot takes, um, something like our community is still, I think a net positive. Um just because of stuff like this. So yeah, that was, that was really cool. Um, yeah. So that, that's, that was the 504. I, I did love the limited edition. I, yeah, I didn't quite love like the way they went about it, but, um, yeah, I'm glad that this exists and I hope that something like this is still added to the regular lineup. Like, yeah, I was they like money. They should, yes. <laughs> they should make this available because people would flip out and it would sell forever. I mean, especially within our community, which I know makes up a pretty healthy dose of a business. I just think this is like a, a no brainer. And I mean, I would totally understand. I understand the exclusivity of this edition, which I'm looking at right now, the, the 1917 only, I only understand it if they're going to come out with one, you know, similar, within a couple of weeks, that's going to be basically the same pencil without the special green stamping without yeah. the Cal Cedar since 1917 and just be the, you know, Palomino black wing, whatever the, like 
name they come up with, a yeah. Alamino Natural or whatever it is, and then a pink eraser or whatever they decide to go with, and the people would flip out and they would sell forever. I just don't I, get it. I don't want to get all cocky, um, but I definitely think that um, if that happens, I'm just going to call it the Blackwing Erasable because our community basically designed this thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah, which, if it has that silver fair and pink eraser. Yep. Oh, silver would be fantastic but oh my one, man but <laughs> i would lose sleep over Anyways, that pencil i just i just it's this is a take my money situation like just make it and we will we will give you our <laughs> make American it and we will currency come and other currencies yeah and build it and then we will come. <laughs> i actually watched <laughs> that yesterday that's weird yeah build <laughs> the dreams yeah <laughs> um oh my so um the next one which just came out. Uh, I'm going to talk about this one this week. I got mine Saturday. So the Right Notepads Goldfield nope. Edition so came my, out. Can you talk about my friend what we got Chris here? Roth from Right Notepads and Company, who's based in Baltimore, Maryland? Perhaps you've heard of it. Um, had an edition where he came out with. It's called the Goldfield, and I'm nope. You know you got to take it over because I can't remember that boxer's name, Johnny. Sorry. I failed. Oh, Joe Gans. Yes. <laughs> he came out with an edition. No, Joe about, Gans. Now go tag back in. Yeah. Joe Gans. Uh, he's a boxer. He had a club called the Gold Hotel. Club? Hotel. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to talk about it. a famous club. Johnny knows more it. about Baltimore than I do, surprisingly. Um, <laughs> yeah, Johnny, take it over. <laughs> okay. So Joe Gans was uh, the first African-American yeah. boxer to have a world boxing title. And, um, you know, there's a dispute of whether he held it continuously from 1902 to 1908, but sometime in the middle of there, someone challenged him and said, you know, I'm the champion. And Joe Gans is like, no, I'm the champion. So they had a big boxing match in Goldfield, Nevada. And it was like 42 rounds, like crazy, crazy long match. Joe Gans won and he took home all the money and opened a hotel in Baltimore called the Goldfield. That had a famous bar where uh, UB Blake played and Jack Johnson always stopped there on his way into town. And um, where it is now, there's like the main post office building. It's gone. But it's right smack in the middle of Baltimore. Well, this this edition is just like, I think, so I, I think Kindred Spirit remains my favorite uh, right notepads edition. But I think that this has uh, taken over second place. It is... Amazing. I like, there's nothing, there's nothing I don't like about it. Like the box that it came in is super thick and luscious. Um, this like, this doesn't even feel like, like cardboard. It just feels like, it feels like plastic, but it's made out of cardboard and it has this UV spot color on it. That's very like has these Victorian, um, like floral patterns. And then Joe Gans is like cut out on the front of it. Uh, and then he uses this bright, bright, bright gold leaf, like gold stamp, uh, says the gold field and then like the stuff on the back and it's, it's amazing. And then you open it up and it has, um, so it has like black, black notebooks with like the gold stamp on it. And it has also a very faint Victorian style, like floral print, like ornate, um, spot coating to it, but it's not as it's a lot more subtle. So when you look at it straight on in the sunlight, you don't see it at all, but the moment you turn it, you can see that pattern and it just look, it looks amazing. Um, yeah, Mike Hagan in the chat is saying that it's 24 gold, 24 karat gold stamped, which I believe it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if like Chris has gone like way into the hole for, for these things. Like they're so well produced. 
I hope that he made some money off of it. <laughs> jo- uh, Johnny, you probably know the know the intel, but I won't I won't press on to that. Um, no, uh, this has been in in production for Erin um, in the works for a long time. Yeah, he is when, that the first uh, edition of it. I messaged Chris yesterday um, just to tell him how amazing it was when I got it. And he says that, um, so he has like a big picture of Joe Gans on his wall. And so every edition came with like a little, almost like a baseball, like a trading card of him. And he said that they, he used that, that picture that hangs on his wall for the scan for this thing. So um, yeah, this isn't like some fly, like some fair weather fanship of Chris's. He's like a huge, huge fan, which is cool. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first limited stationary edition that pays tribute to a person of color, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Taking this long, guys. <laughs> and, but, yeah. 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 But kudos, yeah, and the, um, kudos, Chris. The, to, on that. I'm rolling through them in my head, but yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Yeah, the subscriber extra was really cool, too. And that you get that if you buy the deluxe pack. In addition to the pencils, there's a little coin... That apparently they'll really honor you show up at right notepads and it's good for one free drink. Hell yeah, I'm gonna do that. So I have to I have to talk about these pencils. Um because to me this is like the the star of it. And I actually today just bought six more of those pencils um on the website. But they're bridge pencils, which means that they are very thin. They're probably I would say they're like two thirds the diameter of a regular size pencils. So they're pretty skinny. Um, are they the same size as the like Hester and Cook bridge pencils? Yep, or they're they... exactly those. I'm, yep. ass- I'm okay. assuming they're both made by Musgrave. Um, okay. But, yeah. but for some reason, like whenever Chris is like a Musgrave whisperer, because he, whenever he gets his <laughs> pencils made at Musgrave, they're always so much nicer looking than um, other Musgrave pencils being made. Um, for example, the Franklin Christoph pencils. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, Musgrave is the only people in America, and as far as I can tell, the only people I've seen anywhere that have bridge pencils still. And there's been a lot of talk about like why they're called bridge pencils, and I think the popular theory is that they're thin enough to, tech, to tuck into a deck of cards um, when you... Uh, like when you're playing bridge. So when you're done, you keep, you keep score with it and then you can just tuck it in your, tuck it into your cards. So um, I've have, I have a few vintage... Uh, uh, bridge pencils and I have some Hester and Cook bridge pencils. Um, but this one, I mean, I love it because a, like every right notepads pencil is left-handed. So the, the stamp is printed. So it's right set up when you hold it in your left hand. Cause Chris is a fellow lefty. Um, uh, but also just, just like the black, dark black pencil and the bright, bright gold ferrule and then the, um, the gold field stamp on it. So I can't say enough good things about this edition. Um, Chris, this is, Incredible. Even even Brad Dowdy said. I think he said that this is the best. Um, this is the best pocket notebook currently made out there right now um, by um, by Red Notepads. So I I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he's definitely like the the smallest shop, I guess you would say, um, out of people who I, at least I can tell are making them. So um, yeah, this this Goldfield edition is so good. I hate to just, I just took up, I just monopolized everybody's time there. So <laughs> sorry. Okay. You said, yeah. yeah, you covered uh, it uh, all. As someone who I don't have these on hand, but yeah. listening to you talk about them, I have just ordered some. So nice. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're on the way. I didn't, didn't have them yet. And I was, I, life's been so crazy. I hadn't had time to look at it. And just hearing you talk about it, I was like, and looking at pictures and things. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely on board. They look fantastic. They look gorgeous. And 
I love the idea behind them. So, yeah, yeah, they changed the paper up this time too. It's a cream stock instead of the usual bright white, which was nice. nice. It blends in with the black and gold. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, at the risk of being right notepad advertisers, they have free <laughs> shipping right now for the rest of the year. Nice, which is pretty awesome. For Just like, use offer code or notebooks with free shipping. Yeah. <laughs> offer code check out. <laughs> <laughs> And they, uh, I remember if I, or if I, I'm not mistaken, they still have jumbos available. Yeah. Yeah, they, I think so. So, so I do want to mention real quick. Um, oh, no, th- they're sold out. Sorry. Th- this is a trick I've learned from, um, from right. Notepad shopping cart is, um, which, okay. So last, last episode I had some, some words for right. Notepads, but I, I can only assume he was working on this thing because he's... And I never said it's like creativity isn't amazing. So um, if you leave items in your shopping cart in the situation where you don't have free shipping, like when you have to pay for shipping, just leave the item in the shopping cart for like a day. And then you will get an email saying like, hey, you've abandoned items in your shopping cart. Check out with this coupon code and get free shipping. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Pro tip there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah. Um, oh, Lenore says in the chat that the paper really glows under UV light, like it's really bright. That's I will have to try that. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we should we button up, guys? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. So do we want to name one Christmas item and then. Oh yeah. Before we get out of here, just I mean just. And are we going to say this is a Christmas item for a pencil user or a non-pencil user? Mm. Johnny, what do you think? Um. Well, this is erasable. Yeah. How about how about this is we're, we're, these we're are all tips alone in our obsession though. <laughs> how about these are <laughs> these are tips to get for pencil users to give non-pencil users a little bit like to get them on to get them on our side a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. Open their eyes. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll start it out, and I've got yeah. two answers. Um, the first answer, which is super obvious, but to give someone who who you think might be sort of a like closet pencil user <laughs> or somebody who likes to write, just to seriously give you give them a dozen Blackwing six hundred twos, and for them to experience like the packaging, the look of those pencils that are unlike anything they've seen, and then if you give it to them. You really have to give it to them and then sit down with them to write with them. You can't just say, here you go, or they're going to disappear. But if you sit down, and I, I found that people who've never used them before, if you actually put it in their hand and say, write with this thing, they're going to be amazed. I think they'll, they'll really like that. But then the other answer I have, and this is going to save people a lot of money if they're not already doing this, because I've done this for sure, is the perfect gift pick during the holidays for somebody who you think might like pencils for all of you listeners who have 700 pencils in your closet right now <laughs> is to make a sampler pack of like yeah. your favorite ones. I mean, that's a really cool gift and be like, it's like a curated thing of pencils and be like, Hey, just wanted to let you know, I picked these out because I think you'll like them. These are some of the nicest pencils ever made. Yeah. <laughs> and you should, you should try them out. And I think that's a really cool way to get into the, uh, the holiday season with, with pencils just to make it like a curated half dozen Absolutely. Pencils that'll probably last the average person, you know, a year or or something or more yeah. uh, using them to get them, maybe curate a little half dozen uh, pencils and then give them a nice sharpener, like a brass bullet or something that's simple and they can hold on to. Even the keychain brass bullet from, from a uh, CW pencils would be, would be perfect 
perfectly paired with a, a six a half dozen little curated yeah. pack. Absolutely. Um, I guess my pick would be, um, yeah, like if you were, if you have a bunch of pencils, like curate your own sample back. If you don't want to do that or you can't do that, um, I I really love the pencils in the sketchbook sampler pack from CW Pencils. Um, they, I mean, they're mostly darker pencils, but there's some really interesting ones. Like uh, there's a Blackwing MMX in there. Um, there's like a like a Gekoso 8B mini jumbo pencil, which is great. Like I think that a lot of people don't realize how nice a dark pen, darker pencil can feel. So that's kind of a good way to do it. Um, and then uh, besides that, like I, th- I think Caroline's book would be really fantastic. Um, Ooh, just to read, Ooh, to call. read about, yeah, I've been, I've been doing some, I've been at some book swaps lately and I think uh, anytime I can, I'm going to like include her book as my pick in the swap um, just to read about like the history of pencils and how, how interesting they are and how deep people think about pencils, which I think a lot of our, our friends who think we're freaks, uh, that's something they don't realize. So that's my, that's my gift pick. How about you, Johnny? Um, well, I'm going to go with two, one yeah. for people that you're trying to convert and one for people who already like pencils. So for people that already like pencils, get them a masterpiece because it's the best sharpener and it works with everything. Mm, mm-hmm. And it's like, it's just expensive enough that you can justify it being a present. And it's super easy to wrap too. You don't have to wrap it. You can shake hands with someone and they're like, what is this weird neoprene case? And you're like the best pencil sharpener ever. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go have a whiskey and Merry Christmas or happy holidays. <laughs> so um, for, for folks that aren't super into pencils, um, something from the Blackwing volumes or their notebooks. Um, like the slate comes with a black wing and it's a really nice notebook that, you know, has the, um, the form factor of a moleskin. So it's not so out there. If someone's into stationary, but not into pencils, that could be a good gateway. Like, Oh, look at this cool notebook. Oh, it comes with a cool pencil. It matches. Wow. Awesome. I just gave my subscribe to black wing volumes. I just gave my slate pearl, um, sample to a coworker of mine. Who's a really amazing sketch noter. She ran out of notebook space. So I was like, take this. Yeah. I get one of those for Charlotte. She really likes the uh, Pearl. Yeah. And all of my 16.2s also. <laughs> Yay, kids. <laughs> yeah. So nice. um, I mean, we could even do like a post in the group for some more gift ideas. Because I think half the stuff I bought this year that wasn't Thomas the Train was probably stationary. <laughs> Go figure. Like, I think I bought like six moleskins for people. But yeah. So... I don't think we're going to be back before the end of the year, are we? I don't think so. Maybe, Probably perhaps. Not. So if, right after. Yeah, if not, happy, happy New Year, happy Christmas, everybody, and happy New Year. That's that's awesome. Yes, yeah, for yeah. sure. It's been 2017 has been. Well, let's not get into 2017, sort of like at large, but 2017, <laughs> our, 2017. Our, our our own personal 2017s and like our little community 2017s have been really fantastic so I, there's been so many like interesting things coming out there's been <laughs> there's been some drama that like has happened but uh in general like yeah this has been this has been great so i i'm so yeah. glad i'm so glad we could do another year of of this thing absolutely and yeah, 2017 brought our friends at rsvp podcast yeah. into existence yeah that's super plus yeah uh, Plumbago, yeah. I guess Plumbago technically like started existing in 2016, but it like really took took life in 2017. Yeah, awesome. the eyes of the limb. So <laughs> shoot for the stars. <laughs> <I'm good. laughs>
<laughs> so we are Erasable. This is episode 87, which you can find at erasable.us slash 87. The Facebook group that we're always talking about, if for some reason you are not a member, is at facebook.com slash groups slash Erasable. And it is a private group, so your bosses and spouses and coworkers can't see all of your, you know, pencil nerdery. Um, on facebook.com slash Erasable, there's our official sort of mouthpiece. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at Erasable Podcast. Um, Tim and Andy, where can folks find you guys on the internet? You can find you can find me on Twitter at Tim Wassum, and I'm on Instagram at Timothy Wassum. I am at um, woodclinch.com for my blog and andy.coffee for my internet website. Johnny, how about you? I am on pencilrevolution.com. I think I'm going to get off Twitter because blah, and I'm on Instagram <laughs> at my name. Yeah, thanks for listening and happy end of 2017. The intro music for the Erasable Podcast is graciously provided by This Mountain, a collaborative folk rock band from Johnson City, Tennessee. You can check out their music at www.thismountainband.com.